Welcome to Bookish. I'm Ebony Haywood, and today it's so wonderful. We have the creator of Bookish with us. <laughs> I have to say this now, Dame Clarissa Burt. <laughs> oh, look at that. Wait, can they wait, say something so they could see? Say, um, yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's cut. Well, you can see this is the, the scepter, so you can see my name right there. But uh -huh. under there, and I don't know why that got messed up, is the pin also, which is really kind of fun and spectacular. So I am, wow. days have been knighted. Dame uh, happened last Sunday up in Las Vegas, the Sovereign and Royal Order of Cappadocia, which is Turkey, uh, and Constantine the Great and St. Helen. Um, bestowed that honor upon me last weekend and it was it was a wonderful ceremony and uh prince the prince came in from uh, spain and uh prince rafael adjure vilches so he came in as <laughs> uh, a mouthful and uh and knighted um 24 of us so men and women um and so the guys get to be sir and ladies get to be either dames or ladies, which is basically the same thing. So um, I am now Dame Clarissa Burt and really thrilled and really thrilled because this order around the world is doing some amazing work for planet, for children, for women, for business, for all kinds of things. So it's, it's a good, it's a good, a really good thing. Well, congratulations. Thank you. You're now in the ranks with Paul McCartney, right? I believe I am. <laughs> um, I know there are only 350 dames in the world. One of them yeah. is Dame Judi Dench. And yeah. Yeah, I think um, Paula uh, Abdul became one. Really? Uh, Paula yeah. Abdul? Wow. Yeah, Paula Abdul was, uh, it became a dame also. And then uh, Angelina, Angelina Jolie is one. Oh. Um, there are quite a few of us now, yeah. which is which is really great. So I, I'm I'm in very very good company. Well, um, in addition to being a dame, Clarissa Bird, you're also the author of the Self Esteem Regime, and there's the book. Yeah, and yeah. that's what we're going to talk about today. So let's dive in. We are going to take a, a deeper dive into that, and I'm really thrilled. Yeah. Tell you that the book is also in Barnes and Noble. So mm -hmm. the coolest thing for me, uh, Ebony, has been to be able to walk into Barnes and Noble stores and see my book on the shelf. Yes. It's crazy. It's, wow. it's the craziest thing when you went, went, you know, my last name being Bert. So my, I'm, I'm like, my book is right next to Brene Brown. <laughs> and then it's right next to Deepak Chopra's book. <laughs> and then it's right above Joe Dispenza's <laughs> book. So I get to, I, I stand there, Ebony, and I, and I just, I pinch myself and say, is it true? Could it possibly be? Yeah. The book was picked up by Roman and Littlefield, a traditional publisher in New York City. They are also a global concern, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. My book has now been sold to, to for the Italian rights and Spanish rights, which is very exciting too. Uh, there is the Audible version, so it's over mm -hmm. on uh, the audio version, so it's over on Audible, and then of course Kindle for those that want to read it digitally. And I'm thrilled about it because yeah. it's—I kind of think it's my life work, my life's work, and 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 it's it's a book that people are telling me has changed their lives, which I mean, come on, as an author, I think that's one of the greatest, the greatest compliments you could ever receive because we take a deep dive into where you're at now, where you want to be and where, what are the things that are holding you back and why uh, fear mm -hmm. is, has got a grip on you uh, and where are your limiting self-beliefs 
or this, you know, yeah, yeah. So the the self limiting beliefs or whatever, you know, yeah. what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. I, that you know that hold us back, um, and um, and don't allow us to go forward. A regime is an organized way of doing things. Each chapter begins with a reword. So uh-huh. we start out the book with release, and that is to say. What is it you're holding on to that's not serving you anymore? You know, you mm-hmm. haven't, it's not the first time you've ever heard this, but if you're hearing it over and over and over and over and over again, it means you just have, you haven't learned the lesson yet and you need to be working on, you know, the things that you continually are being presented to you. Um, the last chapter is reciprocity. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us have difficulties um, giving and yeah. others have great, a great uh, you know, difficulty receiving. Mm-hmm. And so this is a universal law, the, the law of reciprocity of give and take. And, um, and we end with that for this book. Mm-hmm. My book, I really feel is a manual. Mm-hmm. It's a mission and it's a movement. I'm really excited to see exactly where I'll be able to take the book and, and um, where I'll be at, what stages I'll be able to be on in the next, in the next couple of years, you know, until until I write the next book and then right, we, right. You know, we might do some more rewords or, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm really excited because, um, because I think that if this is the perfect time for us to be taking and sort of assessing where our lives are, where we're going and, and what we can do to be a better person tomorrow than we are today. And that's kind of what I, I always say, I want to be a better person more than I am today. And how right. can I do that? Is it an act of kindness? Is it something nice I do I say for myself? Is it what I read? Is it, um, I, I, you know, I, what is it that I can do? Is it maybe I, you know, I'm eating more healthfully. Maybe I'm reading the proper information that I really need to, you know, to nourish my soul. So there's lots of going on in this book that I, um, I wanted to talk to you about. I think you've also heard plenty, as we all have, is I am enough you are enough. We are enough. Well, you got to be really careful about the words that we are using because enough is an organized, oh, sorry. Enough is only as much as is required. Mm -hmm. As Mm -hmm. much as is required. Now think about that. Mm -hmm. I know I'm so much more than is required. And I think you are too. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think that we are enough is supposed to really be we are so much more than enough mm-hmm. i am so much more than enough you know and i and, and i think that's one of the first things i want to leave everybody with mm. so so tell us i mean you kind of told us a lot already but tell us clarissa um why is self-esteem so important because you you kind of touched on now like now is the time. And I know for the past, I was just talking to someone else earlier, for the past uh, five years in this country, it's just been complete like, oh my gosh. And a lot of people's um, self-esteem is being challenged. And that's exactly why. It's because in the last, you know, starting with the Me Too movement, which, you know, by the way, is something that I really take my hat off to our younger generation of women who were able to stand up and say, okay, enough is enough. I didn't do that. Our generation didn't do that. Our generation was told, you know, just the way of the world, guy, boys will be boys, and it's just the way it is. And well, you know, if if you're scared, cross the street, or close an eye, or just don't say anything, or 
this is what we were taught as younger women. And, um, and so these young girls that stood up and said, no, 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 it's not okay. I think it coming on, you know, coming on the heels of me too, that the self-esteem regime was the perfect time also because these last couple of years, especially since COVID, uh, the event of COVID were for many were years of loss loss of faith, loss of hope, loss of family, loss of friends, loss of jobs, loss of money, loss of identity, loss of self, loss of loss, loss, loss. And so for me, uh, it was a moment that was magical in the sense that it was the universe saying, okay, can't go anywhere. You're not doing anything. There's no travel, no networking events, sit down and do the work. And Ebony, I must've worked. I mean, honestly, for a year, year and a half, I worked 16, 17, 18 hour days just in front of the computer because you couldn't go anywhere. So there was a little bit of a silver lining in COVID for me. And yes, I got COVID and I got extremely sick and I lost half of the hair on my head. But with that having been said, I, all, I, I think that it was, it's such a, a time now that people are so ready to stand up, put on their big boy britches, big girl britches and say, okay, I'm forging through. It's time to, you know, to, to move forward. What can I do? And, you know, I'm feeling a little, you know, iffy about things. I'm a little uncertain. What do I do? Well, you start reading books like mine. It doesn't have to be mine. If it is great, but get into the personal growth section, get into the, you know, to the self-help section. These are places where you can go that, you know, you're able to get all the information that you need to be able to be the better person tomorrow than you are today, to be able to find the courage that you need. I often talk about being standing strong in your stead. And standing strong in your stead is when, and I use the analogy of when the hurricane comes by or a big storm come, comes through or a tornado is coming through. Mm -hmm. If you are well-rooted with your self-esteem, if you are really well rooted and that storm is coming through because that's life, it's going to happen. You're going to get triggered. Something's going to happen. You, you possibly may lose a couple of leaves when the storm goes through. You could lose a branch when the storm goes through, but you will not be uprooted and take, and, and, you know, taken away with storm. Right. So these are the kinds of, you know, things that I think are really important when you are, uh, we talk about creating boundaries, for example, those are really, really important to do. Um, the mirror work that we talk about, extremely, extremely important to do. Um, these are all exercises that are really important, very, very, very um, impactful. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, journaling, get, get it out of your head and get it on the paper. It sounds silly, but do it. Right. Yeah. These are things yeah. that really do help. Mm. So tell us about the, the four um, pillars of self-esteem. So the four pillars are it, it look good. So, you know, you know when you look good. You know, I don't have to tell you what that is. I don't have to tell you what that means. When you know you're styling, you're feeling good, you know, whatever it is that you, it, that means to you, looking good is all, always puts a lilt in your step, no matter what. You can, you know, you can look in the mirror and feel good. You can walk out the door and feel good. You can, you know, go to work or whatever it is you need to do. But once you don't have to worry about that, you can really come in strong with who you really are. Uh, look good, feel good, feel good. Diet, exercise, nutrition, and making sure that you're taking care of your mental health and your physical health. Really, really important. We hear so much more now about brain health in these last 10 years than we ever have. And the correlations between what we drink 
uh, uh, the, the, how it affects our brain health. So be really, really mindful about that. Look good, feel good, be good. Your finances, where are you? Make sure they're strong. Uh, there's a whole chapter in the book about your finances. So uh, a lot of women I have found, they're not real, real sure about how much money they make or where it's being spent and all of those sorts of things. So we make sure that you are really fiscally and financially sound, I think is one of the greatest ways that you can feel really good, really strong. Uh, and it's a great self-esteem booster, knowing that you can depend on yourself uh, to take care of yourself. And that's a really strong point right there. Look good, for, uh, relationships also, be good. Relationships, so all of your relationships, where are you with your relationship? Your relationship not only to self is one of the strongest self-esteem builders uh, when it's healthy and happy, but also your relationship with family, friends, you know, at work, all of those relationships that you are have in your life, are they happy? Are they healthy? Are you doing your best at least? to make sure that they are as close to happy and healthy as they possibly can be. Mm -hmm. Look good, feel good, be good, greater good. Greater good is giving back, paying it forward, paying back, tithing, uh, charity work, volunteering. It's all of the things that we do selflessly for others. I think that, you know, most people think that they have to do broad stroke, you know, gestures and donate a lot of money. And so they get caught up in how easy it really is to do something kind for someone else. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking, sometimes it's just a smile mm -hmm. or it's holding the elevator door open for someone, or it's holding, you know, helping a woman down the stairs with a baby carriage or standing up on public transportation for the elderly or a pregnant woman. The things that we, some of us um, have lost along the way that are smaller gestures, but reap grand rewards, right? I feel really good about myself when I do something, you know, something good for someone else. It lasts for the moment. And then we both go on our day about our day, but I, I feel really good about being able to do something nice or say something kind to someone. It's, mm -hmm. it's really can be that simple. And of course, there are many other ways through charities and 501c3s and organizations and that you can be doing to to help others. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you, and you mentioned um, relationships, maintaining good, healthy relationships. I was just talking to someone earlier and about stress, and he mentioned um, toxic relationships. He actually has a diagnosis for um, a condition of, uh, I think it's breaking, uh, breaking toxic relationships and the effects it has on you or something. Anyways, but... I know in your book, you talk about the importance of support groups. Um, and I know that support groups, not only can you get support for other things that happen in your life, but those are great ways to build relationships with other people also through really these support great, groups. Right. Yeah. Um, really but, great. Yeah. So, but can you tell us a little bit about the importance of support groups and, and uh, what they do for us? Yeah. Well, here's the deal with support groups. First of all, you know, we come from a natal tribe. And so the family, our natal family, we get all kinds of great information for them. Some, some stuff works, sometimes it doesn't. You take what serves you and you take that once you leave. You're going to go for Christmas dinner. You're going to see them for Thanksgiving, Easter, whatever it is you go home for. Love them where they're at because as you grow, on, and you, you move forward in your journey, some of the things that you learned there may not resonate anymore. Mm. And that might hurt somebody's feelings and it could put somebody's nose out of joint. And some people might get downright uppity about it. Love them where they're at. 
mm. understand that that you know that your path is completely different than theirs so just love them where they're at mm -hmm. make them you know feel comfortable do not you know make it a deal don't confront don't make it a fight it's not about that it's just about you living in your you know in your happy place as you move forward friends same thing the friends that you had growing up you're going to inevitably outgrow yes you're going to love them always and yes you're going to have a relationship with them always but you're going to create new associations that are going to be really really powerful and impactful in your life what about your uh universities and colleges and and the different uh friends that you were able to to um to create uh relationships with there those are going to be something even you know different still uh your faith what is it your faith is teaching you where are you your indoctrination through, through faith whatever that is for you is there, there are some things that i know i was taught in my faith that i don't know that i necessarily resonate with doesn't mean i don't want to you know be a part of it anymore it just means there are a few things i may question and and, and so it goes so there are many who is the news that you're listening to what news outlets are you listening to mm -hmm. all of the intake all of the information that you are that you intake make sure that you uh make sure that you um are uh what's the word i want to use that you uh categorize it in into places that serves me not quite sure yet definitely doesn't serve me right so you're able to formulate a new way of thinking of being of creating your own your own life in your own truth so mm. so go find the support groups and you can do that in many different ways um that you know that of, of other like-minded people that you know those five people and you're lucky if you have five in your life you can count on it two three o'clock in the morning whenever the emergency arises those are your ride or dies those are the ones that you want to nurture mm -hmm. and the ones that you definitely want to create a, rec a reciprocity mm -hmm. um, agreement with you know i'm there for you you're there for me ride or die um again some people come into our lives for a reason some people come in for a season but the ones that come in for a lifetime not that we didn't learn from the others, but the ones that come in for a lifetime are the ones we really, really need to, to nurture. And those are our support groups. Yeah, relationships play a huge part in your overall happiness. They play a huge part in your success, <laughs> who you're hanging around, and, just, and, and your uh, lifespan. Absolutely. Yeah, it's great. Got that. Yeah. So tell us, um, it, it, in the realm of support groups, it's important that we are grateful for them, right? And I know that you talk a lot about living in this constant state of gratitude. And we hear that all the time, the constant yeah. state of gratitude. And I bring it back only to underscore, underline, and to remind everyone again, if you're still hearing the message, because you probably aren't doing it. Mm. Once you start to learn the lessons as you go, you may not hear it as much because you've learned it. It's like anything else, right? So yeah, absolutely. I, I am thankful for a lot of different things and i make sure that i um that i list them every morning or not every morning but even even uh, funnily enough every time i take a trip in a car when i pull into the garage as funny it sounds as it sounds thank you for getting for getting me home safely mm -hmm. thank you whatever it is lord source divine god jesus whatever it is 
whomever it is that you want to thank that's i'm not here for that i'm here to say remember that just sometimes the thank you for the food in my pantry thank you for the food in my refrigerator thank you for a warm bed and a roof over my head thank you for the friends and family thank you for my eyes that see you know i went through covid and since covid ebony i haven't i haven't smelled this is six months now i've been out of bed i can't smell or taste anything oh so I under, yeah yeah it's gone pretty much gone oh um so, yeah i know so i understand what the you get five senses right and some say a sixth sense okay but five senses and think about it. If you had to say, you know, okay, I want to give up two of them. I have to give up two of them. Which two would you choose? Well, it wouldn't be your eyes and it wouldn't be your ears and it wouldn't be touch because we need to, we need touch. We need to know if something's colder, if it's burning hot, right? So the two that I have been left without is taste and smell. But when you do lose your taste, the sense of taste and smell, you so much appreciate and you thank you know, I live in gratitude for the senses that I do have. Mm. So, yeah, just okay. be living in gratitude. Just be saying thank you. And, you know, some of, the, some of the things you're going to go through, especially in the book, are going to be very painful. Don't think just because you read the book, you know, you're going to get 100 on your self-esteem test when you're done and it's all, no, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of hard work. Uh, <laughs> some of the things that you're going to work on, you didn't even know were there. Yeah. Some of the things you knew were there and you, you were, you know, you were just putting on a back burner because you really didn't want to work on them. But I promise you that when you do the work that's in the book, the light at the end of the tunnel is so resplendent. That was another, that's another reword. <laughs> but um, it's just that, it's just that important to um, your, to living in happy, uh, healthy self-esteem. Mm -hmm. And knowing that, you know, you don't have to uh, really answer to anyone Right. Or, uh, you know, or feel badly ever about living a happy life. Mm -hmm. It's our birthright. Yeah. And I, I like how you mentioned how a lot of people, we, we kind of have this, um, uh, how, how would I say, um, what is the word? Gratitude, overwhelm sometimes, where you feel like we just hear it all the time. Be grateful, be yeah. grateful, be grateful. But I think you kind of alluded to this if you have some resistance to the gratitude to showing gratitude like for a long time i just couldn't sit and write my five things i was grateful i just resisted doing that i resisted any gratitude work well that's what i really needed so it's that thing that you resist a lot of times that's what you really need to focus in on and it absolutely. does make a big difference yeah it does it absolutely does uh, i think another really important thing that i would like to add is if you think about this for a moment when you're thinking about self-esteem and and it, and that is don't betray your conscience mm -hmm. don't betray your conscience think about that for a second right what does that really mean you know you always have that pit of your stomach feeling or you know you know right from wrong you know you know it you know what's right and what's wrong but sometimes you give yourself a little wiggle room to you know you kind of create your own rules as you go you know and and i think it's really important that your conscience is always bringing you back to center it's always pulling you back to what is right. So don't betray it. You know, listen, listen, listen to, to the guidance that you are getting all the time on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Clarissa, we are running out of time. 
know. <laughs> I have a, another guest that is working on me. All right. And thank you for letting me have my, have my hair all blowing in the wind here. As you said, was that a super, it's not a supermodel moment. It's 198 million jagillion degrees <laughs> in Phoenix right now. And so uh, I've got a little bit of a fan going on in the background. Yes, the air conditioning's on, but the fan really helps. So thank wow. you so much for your time. No, thank you. I mean, it looks like you're uh, you're in a, how do you say, those hair shampoo commercials? Big <laughs> <laughs> tunnel or something. Well, anyway, there we go. Thank well, you. Tell us, before you go, tell us where we can find you. You can find it. You can find me anywhere on social. It's just Clarissa Burt. You can find me pretty much anywhere except for Snapchat. And the book you can find in Barnes and Noble stores, or you can find it uh, on Amazon as well, or BarnesandNoble.com. And um, thank you again so much for your time. Thank you for joining us. This has been wonderful. And we're going to say goodbye to Dame Clarissa Burt. But I look forward to next time when I have another fabulous guest on the show. Thank you so much for joining me. And bye bye, Clarissa. Bye for now. <laughs> bye bye for now.